0: All right. So, reading from Psalm thirty-two, I was uh, yeah just going through some passages throughout uh, the last few days, and this psalm kind of popped out at me, and I really felt the Lord wanting to encourage us this morning. You know, the first two verses that read, "Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord and does not uh, the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit." this is just like simple gospel right there's nothing like oh my gosh but it's a reminder of who the blessed are right the blessed are me and you the blessed are our god's children it's just as simple as that but sometimes there's moments in our journey in our day-to-day where we just don't feel blessed we're like we're not the blessed ones we're like the ones that are condemned that are punished that are going through all these ups and downs and you know in this psalm that that David wrote it he just introduces the psalm before he gets into the rest of it but it just has almost like a re, like a like a reminder like i am blessed i am blessed and i think that's a, a a great um reminder for us too and maybe something god wants to encourage us this morning is in the midst of everything that's going on in your life the turmoil the difficulties all of this you're blessed because God has chosen you to be blessed. And you're one of the ones that, you know, are are privileged and that are loved. And so that's where, you know, the psalm kind of sets the tone in the first two verses. And then I think well, in the next section here in three and four, it really comes back to sort of the things that David's struggling with. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long for day and night. Your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. I think, again here, this is the Lord telling us this morning that He knows there's things that are on our hearts we haven't been able to come to Him with. He knows there's either frustrations or disappointment or sadness or anger or just sort of like, you know, being, you know, just the kind of disconnected from him and we might think that that silence is us figuring things out and that silence can be our way of uh you know persevering or putting our you know digging deeper and saying i'm i'm just going to kind of push through but often when we do that we don't realize that a part of us as it reads here you know my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long is that that takes a toll on us It's not that it's like, uh, you guys, we're doing it the wrong way. It's just when we keep silent and we bury things inside and we don't address them with the Lord, we slowly waste away. We feel okay, we feel strong, but it's only after a a longer period of time that we become brittle, that we become weakened, that our ability to actually uh, keep silent in a way that really provides us peace and solitude often is a silence that really starts to to, to stir us. And then normally the next things that come out of our mouth or the actions that come following that silence that has gone on for too long. is just like an outburst, right? We end up just kind of exploding. And so I really felt like, you know, God was telling us this morning, you don't have to keep, you know, quiet because... I'm here to listen at all times. I'm here for you to reach out. I've never left your side. And I need you to know that as you battle this thing internally without me engaged and involved, you just slowly waste away and you slowly drift away. And I, I really felt like all of us probably have. You know, we're all thinking of probably certain things that we're going through. And we realize, or I'm realizing this morning that, wow, like we need God in the midst, in the middle of everything. Because as soon as we think we're okay or that we've handled something and we've figured something out, that's like the enemy's lies telling us that we're able to figure things out on our own. That certain parts of our life are okay, we don't need God and we can kind of just keep moving forward. right? For day and night your hand was heavy on me and my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. It like... A lot of us feel kind of heavy and tired and we feel like, I don't know what's going on and I'm just in this kind of rut at times. And it could be just like throughout the day, right? I I looked at you because I'm like, often I'll think, I just need a coffee and I'll be fine. (laughs) If I just get that coffee, (laughs) yeah, right? If I just get that coffee, I'll be okay. And then you drink the coffee, you get a 15-20 minute boost and it's like you crash again, right? Because it's the Lord that we need. It's God that we need. It's not it's not all these other things, but we tend to turn to other things because of that. you know. In verse 5, it reads, Then I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. See, that's the step. The step is coming to the Lord and confessing to him. The things that we're battling with. The things that are really bothering us. Um, Often I go through times where if I'm frustrated or annoyed, I just keep telling myself, I shouldn't be upset with this. This shouldn't really annoy me. This shouldn't make me upset. And I kind of convince myself I'm not upset and I'm not annoyed. Meanwhile, I I can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) Right? And I'm only really acknowledging it to the enemy. (laughs) Who's using it against me to actually like totally distract me and put me in a bad mood? And, and then often, you know, the next, the next thing that comes out is me like venting or, you know, being upset. And it's, it's on a good cycle, right? And so I really felt, you know, the enemy does such a good job of telling us, wow, like when you confess to the Lord, when you confess to your God, man, like you're so weak. And it's so embarrassing that you're going to go and confess this? Like, this is what you can't get over? This little thing is what you need the Lord, almighty Lord's power and help with? Like, you're pathetic. That's what the enemy tells us. But in this psalm, we're realizing that just acknowledging and confessing our sins and the things that are weighing us down, that's where God sets us free. That's the place where God you know takes us in and shows us that He's alive in his life. and it's just so easy to keep going on and on and on without ever really coming into full confession and repentance with the Lord and just full transparency with him, right And so I felt like you know this morning God wanted to encourage us by saying, "I'm okay if you're okay, <laughs> you know like." I'm good to go through anything that you're struggling with. I'm good to forgive you for everything big and small. That's the promise I've given you. That's my end of the bargain. But like, if you don't come to me, if you don't invite me in, if you're really turning to me at the last moment or you're going to every other option before you come to me, I mean, you're sort of doing this to yourself. and. The Lord's heart, I think, often is, his heart's broken when he sees us sapped with energy, spinning in circles, seeing that spiritually, you know, we're slowly wasting away in some respects. He keeps rooting for us, but he knows that he can't force us. He has to continually give us that option to receive his loving grace, to receive his wisdom. And yeah, we don't always make that choice. We often choose ourselves or the world or what's comfortable or we choose to to, to actually, you know, keep distance. So the encouragement here is in verse six, therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. I I really focus on that second part of the first sentence that says, while you may be found. And I thought, what do you mean? Right. Like, therefore, let all The faithful pray to you while you may be found might have meant different different meanings or substance you know while you may be found is like you mean like when judgment day comes like then we can't find you or you know what does it mean but as I was sort of praying on that particular uh, you know half verse there you know sometimes we I felt like the Lord was saying sometimes we can be so lost and so deep in our own mess and silence and we can be so far away from him that We feel like God is impossible to reach again. We feel that praying to God is useless. It's pointless. We've tried that. We've done that. Now we need to roll up our sleeves and figure it out by ourselves. And and so I really felt that this verse was saying, pray before you get to that point. Pray before you get to the point where you feel like you can't find God anymore. Where God's not an option for you. It's not an outlet for you. That like in the first two verses, that you're no longer blessed. And so if you feel like you're no longer blessed and no longer, you know, loved and no longer covered with God's grace, I mean, finding the Lord in your heart becomes exponentially more difficult. And in verse 7, it reads, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place. You know, I... I touched on this before about, you know, uh, a message on the secret place. And the more you kind of think about that, if you if you were to ask you guys to close your eyes now, think of your secret place, a lot of it is like, you know, not with the Lord. <laughs> it's taking a nap. It's this coffee break. It's watching a show. It's, you know, we're finding our t- our, our, ourselves creating these these spaces and places and, and, you know, areas of comfort in our life. But they don't protect us from trouble. They don't surround us with songs of deliverance. They don't set us free and give us peace beyond that short moment in time. And so I think this is an invitation that God is giving us this morning as well to come back to that secret place, that hiding place. That's where he's waiting for us all the time. You know, I, I was trying to explain this to, to Esther that, uh, you know, we, we had one of the CM lessons we were talking about this secret place, hiding place, and it could be like, you know, under your blanket, it could be in your room, it could be in your closet, it could be all these different things. And I was trying to explain this to Esther, like, hey, you know, like, you can go to this place, maybe it's your room, and you can, you know, just talk to God and pray to God. And then she looked at me with this strange Look and she was like, But Daddy, God is everywhere. God is in my heart. <laughs> you know? And I was just like so humble. <laughs> but um You know, it's like sometimes seeking God and finding God and coming to that place is difficult. But I really feel like God's encouraging in this morning to say, I know it's hard. And I know it's you're tired and you're difficult and certain things that you're struggling with or dealing with seem never-ending, but As you come to me, I'll I'll give you that protection you need. That protection from trouble really is protection from the enemy. The enemy wants to make that thing blow up, wants it to fester, wants it to grow, wants it to develop into something that permanently keeps you separated from the Lord. And we need to acknowledge that and realize those things that are going on in our life. Sometimes we don't know what to do. And so verse 8 says, I will instruct you. And teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Not out of rebuke, not out of uh, being fed up with us because we're going the wrong way, out of his loving eye being upon us, he will give us wisdom. And so he says again do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and brittle, or they will not come to you. Sometimes it's like we go through these trials. We go through these things. We feel like God's testing us, and we feel like well, I, I'm just constantly being challenged after, ch- like you know, with with thing after thing, struggling with uh, uh, you know event after event, and and we're wondering why. And often it's because it's our our resistance to turning back to the Lord. It's our reluctance to invite Him in, and so we're like a horse that's being controlled at times. Because God keeps, you know, leading us back to Him. We face certain things where the right path is back to Him. But because we choose not to, and we get sidetracked, you know, we end up being sort of like controlled by these little things that keep poking at us, keep bothering us. And either we can be a, uh, like a horse that just takes off, you know, how horses can just take off in the opposite direction and run full speed away and you're like no control. Or we can say, we're children of God. We know that the only voice that we need to hear is yours. And we ask and we humbly want to receive your wisdom, your teaching, your instruction. Right. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, ye righteous sing, all you who are upright in heart. But the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in Him. I think that's really the word for us this morning. For us to remember that we're loved. With everything that we're struggling with, we're loved. The sins that fill our our days at times, or our hearts, or moments, we're still surrounded by the Lord's unfailing love. As long as we continue to trust in Him, we can believe that and receive that. And, yeah, I don't know what, of course, everyone is going, going, dealing with or, you know, going through. But last night as I was preparing this message, I felt that uh, for some of us, and I mean, including me too, there's a bit of like a hamster wheel image that I got in my head where we've been able to overcome certain things in our life and battle certain things. And we have gone to God and overcome certain obstacles, but there's other things that we deal with where we just jump back on the wheel and keep running. And we're just that hamster on a wheel It's like time and time again. You know, hamsters run and then they get tired and they flip again and they get all like disoriented and then they decide to go back on it, right? They get a drink of water, they rest a bit and they go back on the wheel, right? It really felt like that image God was saying, don't, don't go back on the wheel. You don't need to keep running in circles. You don't need to keep hitting your head up against the same wall day after day. Find rest in me. Find solitude in me. Find peace in me. Find answers and wisdom and guidance through me. And that's where you're going to experience my love. Because when we don't do that and we have this distance, we feel unloved by God. We start to question that. The enemy uses that against us to say, like, why is God even letting this happen? Doesn't God know everything that you're struggling with? Why isn't he taking that away? And those thoughts can keep turning. That could be the hamster wheel itself. Those thoughts of just lies and negativity and, and just, you know, it's, it's disillusionment. We start to vision these things and start to create a narrative that's totally wrong. We have to come back to the scriptures and understand, right? Verse 1 and 2, right? Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven. Whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. And just repeating that verse ten again. Uh, Many are the woes of the wicked Verse ten. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna close there. Why don't we why don't we bow our heads? i i don't i don't know how much of this resonates with you which verses but just to know that you're loved by the lord this morning i think that's that's the first thing on on the father's heart today is that he just wants each of us to know how how much he loves us but he doesn't care if there's been distance or there's been you know a, a long period of time that um, has gone, gone past uh, with certain things that we haven't addressed or brought to him he's not really that fixated on that I think there's a sense for some of us in certain struggles and sins in our life that we feel like I don't know if God loves me in this I don't know if God's in it with me with this particular thing and I feel like God just telling us this morning man I love you more than you could ever imagine and if you could see what I could see, if you could know what I can know, if you could go into your heart and see what I'm, I'm building in there, uh, you would know. You, it would be so clear to you just how much my love overflows, how much my grace, you know, falls upon you. And so we can respond in, in any way we like we can continue to, you know, go on the way we've been going or we can come meet the Lord in in this in our hiding place, in our secret place with him. The Lord promises to not only forgive us as we confess and as we come and spend time with him and you know, really pour our hearts to him, but he also promises us protection. He promises us a time where he can just hear us out. He promises a time where he'll give us um, space to be understood and to be heard. And so I just pray that, that each of us can be vulnerable and humble to know that the Lord's love is, is not gonna be altered because of the, the sins that we, that we, you know, that we commit. His love is not going to change because we don't fully know how to confess. You know, the Lord is saying if you meet me in this place, we're going to be able to go through this together. I'm going to lead you and guide you and that's going to be something where the enemy is not going to be able to attack us in those same places anymore. The Lord is going to come and just, you know, take those lies away. And so be encouraged this morning knowing that as we put more of our trust in Him, as we open up more to the Lord, it's His unfailing love, His unfailing promises that will start to overrule our thoughts, our spirit, our hearts, and essentially our lives here. And so as we respond in worship, um, just soak in and um, yeah, speak to the Lord whatever is moving in your heart this morning.